hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donny the Don. Don't be political property, be free. Hello, hello. Glad you guys could make it. Um, people will hop in here, I'm quite sure, here soon in a bit. But um, we have Luke today. And he exposes the A the AZ Republican Party and their candidates. And he has some other good stuff. We have a lot of good bonus things coming with this conversation too. So but look, I didn't know you're in Texas. I thought you were in Arizona the whole time. Um, me and my buddy are in the process of moving here. Uh we actually just got approved for our apartment the other day. So that's good news. Um and again, and as we go on, I'll do explain why I got out of that state and things that are going on in that state that are good things and then there aren't good things i actually just got my buddy art just hit me up and said that phoenix the phoenix capitol building there's something going on over there and i'll explain that in a minute when uh you gave me the hook go ahead oh yeah definitely and then so that makes more sense i kept seeing you like support hotlines but i would never repost any of that because i didn't support hotlines um i was supporting chad because there's a few reasons why i didn't support hotlines um I got emails every day about him bragging about how much money he had raised, and that seems so familiar. And he has been a politician before, and when he was a politician, he got donations from Den Patrick and the Abbots and, you know, the Republican Party. And I was kind of like, and then when I saw that, like, two, True Texas Project, and then backing him up, I really, literally have seen him endorse Democrats. So I had a whole... uh reason like i couldn't get behind him i feel like he was there on purpose in a sense to maybe take some of the primary votes away but chad was the first one to throw his hat in the ring and he's never been a politician before so but either way none of them decided to to consider okay i'm not going to take this line down and just do a write-in option they didn't um so that was an issue for me. But Luke, oh uh, yeah, go ahead and discuss what you're talking about. Um, you know, which you know what's going on in Arizona and y'all moving to Texas and introduce yourself, like people know who you are, because you're definitely an activist and you're very gone whole in what you believe. And you don't care who blocks you because of what you believe or not. Uh, but um that's why we're cool because I like that you remind me of myself. But I think you're a little more hardcore than I am. 
So to start off who I am, I'm, my name's Luke, obviously. Um, I'm originally from the Chicagoland area. Um, moved to Arizona in 2019. Um, we, were, we knew we were moving to a state that was heading in the wrong direction as far as politics, um, but my mom decided to pack us all up and move to Sedona. Uh, not knowing two months later, prior or later, um, I ended up getting involved in a U.S. Senate race. Um, Daniel McCarthy uh, was running for U.S. Senate in 2020. He got a lot of backlash from the local media, and he was actually getting bribed by the Trump campaign to not run against Martha McSally. And he was getting offers by the Trump campaign and many other leadership in the Republican Party. And he at his office, which is in Glendale, um, actually, he showed us all the stuff that the Trump campaign and the Republican Party were trying to do to try to keep him from running. Well, of course, he wasn't going for it because that's just what he does. He's Daniel. He doesn't care. And he actually ran the largest anti-mask, anti-vaccine campaign in the country. So as the summer goes on, uh, there's a lot of other things that were going on. Uh, the Republican Party in Arizona was doing everything they can to silence us. And I was also part of a sheriff's campaign. And many people don't know that Jerry Sheridan was running for Maricopa County Sheriff as well at the time. And we also, we also had a hub in where we would meet. It was called Time Out Bar and Grill in uh, Mesa, Arizona. And that's where we always meet. That was our headquarters. All summer long, we were going through the same, same thing. The Republican Party doing what they do, trying to influence and trying to rig the election. And people that think that the Democrats are the only ones that rig elections, the Republicans do it to the Republicans. And that night we were sitting in the office um, in Glendale, Daniel's office, actually where makeup erasers is like right next to it. Um, we sat there and actually saw the, um, the votes come in. And the reason why Maricopa was the first race to be called was because the Republican Party they use this voting mechanism called fractional magic or fractional voting. It's called an 80-20 flip. They could change these races however they want, and they do it with a, a click of a button. We were actually there the day as well, actually watching them do it. We warned the Trump campaign months in advance that this was going to happen to them if they don't start looking into this. They blatantly ignored us. So... Here comes the, the main election, Trump, right? So we were, it was me, Daniel McCarthy, um, Stacy, Mark Chukovich, and a bunch of others. We were at the tabulation center the day that, the, that they stole the election from Donald Trump. There was only two people right in front of the tabulation center. Those two people were Senator Telly, Kelly Townsend and Representative Paul Gosar, who's uh, LD4. So you wonder, why are there two elected officials standing in front of the tabulation center while, the, while all these votes are being tallied, quote-unquote? It makes one wonder. And you are going through in the summer is our club, the Republican... Look real fast. That's illegal in Texas, by the way. Is that illegal in Arizona, too? Well, here's the thing. The Uniparty in Arizona, they, but yes, there are there are so many bylaws that they violated in Arizona, and they they did everything they can because this was all pre-planned. Now, if you look at this, goes back to even 2010. They had this all planned out. 
there was a 2010, uh, there was a 10 year plan to turn Arizona blue. And of course it was John McCain. All these people that you see in Arizona that are being um, installed into office, whether it be chairwoman Kelly Ward, uh, Kelly Towns, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Karen Fan, all these people, Ducey, all of them, it was all a plan to turn Arizona blue. And it was for a reason. Arizona, it's, it's always been a big um, mob state, and that's just the way it is. The chairwoman in and we were going through this all summer long with the with the Republican Party. Uh, we were actually at an, we were actually hosting an event in, in Phoenix. So your capital is very different than ours. I actually visited your state capital. It's a beautiful building. Um, so our state capital. So you have the state capital, which is you have the ninth floor, which is the governor's building, and then you have the state senate, or you have the senate chamber, and then you have the House of Representatives chamber right across uh, the sidewalk. And then across the street, you have a, a parking lot, which is where they do like events before the rally. So we were doing an event and it was Daniel speaking, uh, Sheridan, a couple other speakers. Well, of course, like like they always do, uh, BLM and Antifa came in and infiltrated our event. And we have all, I mean, I mean, we were an open carry state. So, of course, we have all these moms, these badass moms, open carrying with their M1s. It was, it was beautiful. You love to see it. So, not to know, we look down the street, right down Jefferson Street, and you literally, the Phoenix Police Department is actually escorting these people down to actually interrogate our event. And not, not much longer later, the Phoenix Police Department told us that we had to leave because we were a threat to BLM and Antifa, even though we were the ones that actually filed the the paperwork to be able to host an event right in front of the Capitol. That's how this stuff works. And Kelly Ward, by the way, who is the chairwoman for the Republican Party, she actually, actually helped um, orchestrate this whole thing because she also, we had, uh, during our campaign, uh, we had a group of activists in front of the, uh, the Capitol or in front of the Arizona Republican building, which is the new building. And uh, we when we were trying to get petition signatures for Daniel and get everybody to get on um, vote for Daniel. Well, an armed guard came out and told a, a bunch of activists that they had to leave. So they said, no, of course. And they, uh, that guard called Kelly Ward, who's the chairwoman for the Republican Party, um, and her, her husband, Michael Ward, who's her husband. They were, of course, on a vacation in Mexico. So they told the guard that if they don't leave, they're going to call the police. Well, thankfully, the guys down there had it all recorded and documented, and we used that to expose the entire Republican Party. And we also, our House Speaker, Rusty Bowers, by the way, uh, roadblocked the largest election integrity bill that the state of Arizona has ever seen, House Bill 2289. Um, it's the one, it's the uh, election integrity bill uh, on paper, no machines, um, on paper, everything, the whole, everything that people have been asking for, 2289. And Rusty Bowers, the Speaker of the, uh, of the House, roadblocked that bill. And we we also have an amazing, amazing um, activist down there, Michelle Dillard, uh, Purple for Parents. They're doing an amazing job down there, uh, getting um, constitutional um, legislation passed. 
getting rid of the masks, getting rid of the vaccine mandates. Um, we were actually also we were actually um, the reason why Arizona lifted the vaccine and mask mandates in the state was because uh, we were the ones that actually were down there actually fighting for uh, getting rid of the mask mandates. I um, mean, we were actually the ones down at the state uh, at the state capitol the day uh, the day of uh, the day after that Trump was stolen from. Uh, we actually just demanded the state legislature to uh, sign the slate to overturn the 2020 election. And the only person to come down there was Representative Kevin Payne. Amazing guy. And there's a lot of other things that have been going on in Arizona. Uh, Daniel McCarthy has actually called out Trump multiple times, um, including on Rice Side Broadcasting Network with Liz Harrison. And they were actually at the office and he said, listen, we have a right to know. We demand answers. Why did Trump um, enact in rapid war speed in 2020? Why was he in Dallas, Texas, continuing to pump the, uh, the vaccines? That's what we call him the doctor of the vax. That's why you hear the word, the term face diapers and all that. A lot of things have coming out of Arizona and all of it. Um, and then the red flag laws. Don't forget that. He signed Fix Nix 2017, which all give him the power, which he doesn't have the power because it's against their Second Amendment right to sign the bump stock ban. And his buddy in Florida, Ron DeSantis, did the same thing. He thought him and his uh, him and his uh, the House Speaker in Florida, they thought that red flag laws were going to reduce crime in Florida. All it's done is increase crime, especially uh, me and those all uh, those all uh, those skirts down there. So, point of the factor is, the Republican Party is no longer the Republican Party that. Uh, used, that used to represent the people. What you're dealing with now is the Democrat Party is now, it's pretty much now the, uh, the, the Communist Party of America at this point. And then the Republican Party now is like the, so, they're like, they're socialists. So all you have to do is just go down the list. You look at guys like Mitt Romney, Adam Kinzinger, who else, Liz Cheney, all these guys. You know, the list goes on. I mean, a lot of many other, I mean, I'm sure a lot of other people that, had faith in the Republican Party, all these people. And then you have Carrie Lake, who's running in Arizona. So if people are wondering uh, who Carrie Lake really is, um, Carrie Lake used to be a, uh, a news anchor uh, for Phoenix 10 News. And she bribed the Trump campaign uh, with a $55,000 check to get her endorsed to be governor of Arizona. But what we're seeing is, is um, the day of the audit, I was there. On September 24th, uh, me and my buddy Matthew Tucciaroni, uh, we made the the, uh, the front headline of the Arizona Central newspaper the day of the audit. We were down there, and Carrie Lake couldn't give me – she couldn't give Patriot Party uh, President Steve Daniels or anybody else any answer on her on what her border plan is. She just said, we're going to keep finishing the wall. Well, it doesn't, that doesn't answer the question. And then she was also asked other issues as far as uh, Arizona, education, all of that stuff. She couldn't put, report a question. She's just running on talking points that Trump's tell, giving her, and it's not its not suiting with the voters. My buddy, uh, Brian Mache, got up there. This was in front of 5,000 people. He got a bigger ovation than Kerry Lake. Now, if you're wondering who Kerry Lake's spokesperson is, he, he actually has a, hand, a Twitter handle, by the way. His name is Ross Trumbull. Uh, he used he used to be uh, with us with the uh, with the Patriot Party. I actually did. I've actually done over a hundred thousand miles across the state of Arizona in two years. I covered every border sector across that state. I was actually in Nogales on October of last year, and nobody there knew who Carrie Lake was. When I told him about Brian, 
they knew who Brian was. So a lot of people aren't. The problem is with Carrie Lake is she's a Democrat operative and people don't know this. Um, she's a former liberal news anchor. Uh, she actually supported Merrick Garland for Supreme Court. And she also gave uh, Barack and, those, and uh, J- uh, John Kerry um, five, uh, $5,000 um, in 2008. So it makes you wonder why is Arizona um, or Trump, let alone, uh, pumping somebody up, you know, that doesn't even have a border plan, who doesn't have a platform. And they're just, everybody's just getting behind this person because Trump is telling everybody to. And let's also factor in as well, ask yourselves this. Trump's running around for four years bitching about the news or the fake news and all that and the, the corporate news ain't, uh, and all that. But yet he's endorsing it to be governor of Arizona. He is funding it to be governor of Arizona. Why? It doesn't make sense. And this is the stuff that in Arizona is grassroots politics that we've been trying to explain to people. People are slowly waking up, slowly, slowly starting to wake up. Um, Scott Neely's running for governor, so hopefully he'll get his um, his credit there. But our Republican Party, they're basically um, Democrat. They're pretty much like Democrats. They're like they want to be Republicans, but Democrats. Um, and our House Speaker Rossi Bowers, I'm going to go ahead and bring this up. Um, he introduced House Bill 2613. Um, which reduces the, uh, the penalties for child sex offenders. And we actually went to Rusty Bauer's house and demanded him to resign as House Speaker. And we actually led a petition to get him, uh, we, we actually led a petition to get him thrown out. We got the petitions, but Secretary of State Katie Hobbs threw out the petition signatures when we went and handed them in. So you're wondering why... A Democrat, Katie Hobbs, is protecting Rusty Bowers, a Republican. It's pretty simple. It's a uniparty system. It's not that hard to figure out. Now, let's fast forward into now and all that. So, people are wondering, how do you get out of this two-tier tyrannical system? It's a pretty simple process. Um, If you go on a website, it's called SovereignNational.us. So... There's a difference between what the United States is and this in the United in the United States. Luke, You're gonna, you hear them all quick, the time talking Luke, on TV. Luke, yeah. real quick. Whenever you have a website you want to discuss, you want us to look at. There's a chat uh, option where you see a okay. little person and a thing. Got it. That website in the chat. Okay. I'm gonna put it in. Try to. Try to stay as small as I can. It sounds so much like Texas. It sounds just like Texas. And I actually went down there to support the audit with the Latinos for Trump. I don't know if you were there when I was there. Um, But that was at the end of May. Okay. I'm going to put two links up here. um, And and I'm going to explain what they are. Okay. All right. So that first one, that is called... um, SovereignNational.us. So the United States of America is a corporation. So in 1871, after the Civil War, uh, the North introduced the Organic Act of 1871 because there was war debts to be paid. And the South walked out of session and said, no, we're not doing that bullshit. Well, because the North won the war, they did it anyway. So 
there's a lot of things about our country's history that we haven't been taught. And it's because they've been hiding this stuff from us. Now, if you're wondering what your, your, um, your birth certificate is and your social security number is, uh, your birth certificate, that is your bond. So let's say you get pulled over and they say, oh, we have to put them on a bond. That's how they're doing it. They're, they're, they're getting it from uh, your, your, uh, your bond, that, uh, your birth certificate. And then your social security number, that is your slave code. That is how they get access to taxing you and getting all the information they can on you. It's a bunch of nonsense. But on that website, um, Arizona, our um, state coordinator, Dennis Nill, uh, goes into depth with uh, Nicole Frolic, uh, who is a podcaster out of Canada, and she explains how to go about the process. Um, every state in the country, the Federation of States has officially been set up. The uh, Act of 1871, as of July of 2020, has officially been repealed. Um, the way to go about that is is very simple. Uh, you go on. Um, I'll put I'll put the I'll put the other website up in a minute. But if you go up um, on the top, it says find your coordinator. In Texas, your state coordinator is her name is Kim. So what you need is you have to have your 17, 17 uh, your 1779, your 928 form, and uh, you have to have two witnesses to sign off. Now, what that does is, is that corrects your status back to the land and soil jurisdiction, which is, if you can see by my profile, that is called the peacetime flag. Now, if anybody's wondering what that means, is the original peacetime flag was, um, was sovereign. It's a sovereign flag. So there's two flags. You have the peacetime flag and you have the wartime flag. The wartime flag is what you see flying around all the place, all over the place. Now... I have a shirt as well that says, with this, um, with this symbol, it says, this, uh, the United States of America Incorporated is at war with the citizens that uh, represent this flag. So after you, you correct your status and become an American state national, you're going to love this part. You don't pay federal taxes as an American state national because federal taxes are considered corporate grift taxes. So you don't you don't follow the corporate you don't follow the corporate tax code. So that's one thing. And then two, you also get your credential card. Another cool thing is when you and then uh, real, quick, real quickly too, I want to make sure this is like a kind of like a conversation too. So like I know you have different points you want to hit on, but let's have a conversation on it. So let's back back up real quick to the the bonds for the wind. I have been seeing where people said that they've um, done the bonds piece with the teachers and the um, going after the boards. Um, can you explain that uh, a little more further about that? Because uh, also, too, like, I don't like to cut in on people. I know people can keep going. But I want to make sure this is a conversation, too, um, as well, because maybe some of us don't know what you're talking about. And we want we, we do need some detail. So I have been sent the bond stuff before but I, I don't know what results have necessarily came from all of them so you are you telling me that with the bonds for wind we have had wins or people are using it right now and we don't know what the results are yet all right so bonds for the win uh mickey klon um she actually designed this and um a group of moms in illinois um actually um filed um against you can every elected official including your school your school boards uh they're all bonded through a uh, through a company so when you file a claim against the surety bond 
if they're not if they're not um, doing their jobs or they're infringing on your rights or whatever if have you, uh, you can file a claim against the surety bond. And on that website, she explains that pretty and she explains that in depth. So when you file a claim against um, somebody, sure, uh, their bond, it could be a school board, it could be a governor, whatever, whatever elected official you want, if they're uh, violating the law. So when you file a claim against a surety bond, um, what you're doing is, is you're telling them here, this is a letter of intent. You have seven days or, or you have a certain amount of time to respond or else we're going to actually file a claim against your insurance. And then what happens is, all funding stops to the state immediately until they comply with your demands. Um, in Arizona, uh, we've actually had multiple wins. Um, in Sedona, that was one. Um, and then um, in Phoenix, um, Doug Ducey actually uh, got rid of the state of emergency. And that was just a lot. And a lot. And all of that had to do because we went down there. We filed, uh, we filed a claim against Mark Brnovich. And Doug, Governor Doug Ducey, and they just and literally they literally just um, stopped the state of emergency. So that that was all um, that was all because of us. So that's very effective. Um, there's a lot of education behind it. Um, I'm just again, my buddy Matthew does. Uh, he's like he's a he's a literally he's a he's a genius. He's like a walking constitution. Um, and if you want, I can give you his information as well. He can educate you further on this because uh, he's actually he actually went to California with Nikki uh, with Mickey Klon uh, three weeks ago and actually spoke in front of General Flynn um, in San Diego County and, and educated people on all this. So there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot you have to know. Um, but like I said, I'm giving you the basics on it. Um, he can actually okay. go into deeper depth on how to get it done. Okay, and then real quick, um, Jet has a couple questions for you um, before we go on to the next piece. Go ahead, Jet. Hey, what's going on, man? I, um, I've researched myself about the uh, becoming, uh, you know, claiming your status or changing your status in the nationality and not just being, uh, I guess, a, uh, a slave to the system. And as far as like the the social security cards. I know what you're talking about. Like there's that red number on the back of it. That's actually your account. And then the first two letters or something, uh, go with your district for the, um, the, uh, the federal reserve, because there's, um, there's a multiple federal reserves in certain districts that would apply to where, when, what state you were born in and, um, you know, basically what district you fall under. My questions for you though, is, uh, in, in, I guess you say my journey, I've met a couple of sovereign citizens and, um, when we got to talking about their backgrounds and whatnot, they told me about the process and how long it is. So you're definitely right on the process being long and very, you know, it's very critical, you know, it's very critical on on certain uh, guidelines and protocols and they can play uh, the, you know, the fuck fuck game with you. If, uh, if you don't know all the ins and outs and their little tricks, but um, like, again, my questions were because when I was talking to the sovereign citizen, his not problem or like I would say I would describe it more as a, a dilemma when you're living basic life after you've um, you became a, a basic. I, I don't know the terms, but a sovereign citizen and, and getting your nationality and status correction is um, having, you know, uh, the 
the means to actually uh, still work for a company and, and, you know, all the W-2 stuff is thrown out the window because I guess you don't fall under that that uh, jurisdiction anymore. Like all those those, uh, uh, I guess, uh, clarifications on on when you do have a status correction, like what are the ins and outs for like uh, like your W-2 or and I know you said federal tax you don't pay. But as far as state tax and all that stuff, because like I said, the sovereign citizen I knew he did like he he, he was basically uh, there's a certain pro, uh, platforms out there that will allow you to pick up um, freelancing jobs in whatever areas you uh, you advertise in. If you have uh, knowledge of graphic design or, or whatnot, there's a couple of uh, places out there for you to just advertise yourself and he would pick up small odd jobs like that and that's how he would survive. But other than that, I just would like to hear your take on the process afterwards and what you can and can't do, what you're not qualified for anymore in regards of that. Thank you. Um, it's pretty much, honestly, um, nothing really changes. The only thing that changes is the uh, type of document that you would have to submit. So once you're hired, um, you don't you don't use a W two. Obviously, you use what they call a W four V form. Um, you have to go on the um, you have to go on the IRS website. And you have to print out what they call a W four V form. And what that does is uh, you all. So after you do that, you have to. Um, um, you have to make a copy of your uh, your credential card, the front and the back of it, staple it, and give it to your employer so they know that you don't participate in the uh, the corporate uh, tax code. And then from there, um, you just uh, so if it's online, uh, you just file as tax exempt. So there's not there's not a lot um, you have to do. Uh, you you just as long as you have that W four B form, you're good. But as far as like working anywhere, it's not a problem. Um, now, if they ask you on the job application, whether if you're a U.S. citizen or if you're a, or you're a national, you put you uh, you put national. Um, as far as that, um, there's not um, there's not there's it's not a headache as long as you have that W four B form. And then, Donnie, what else did you want me to discuss? I appreciate that. My bad. Delays typing. And then what else? Please go ahead. I just wanted to clarify that because sometimes when people hear that stuff, they, they tune out because someone told them to tune it out. They're like, oh, that doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. That's why I wanted you to tell me the, the success rates. So people understand that those there are success rates. Like I've seen it before, but not necessarily where I've seen the actual success rates. And so I'm happy that you brought that up because um, if we're going to talk about it, I want to make sure that people know their success rates and then people can, okay, when they see that someone is winning from it, people can be behind it instead of just, like, tune it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. But go ahead and uh, continue um, where you were at. You you had also put another um, link in here. Okay, so we did the sovereign part. We did the bonds now. Um, you were going to say something else about um, the races in Arizona, I believe, and the people that you've been working with, and it's going to go across the, the country. Yeah, so uh, my buddy Matthew, like I was saying, that was uh, relating to the whole um, what we were just talking about. Um, so they were um, basically what we're trying to do is we're tr- um, there's a difference between his uh, his strategy and my strategy are different. Because he, what he's trying to do is he's trying to u- utilize uh, more powerful influences, I guess you can say, to try to uh, garner uh, more attraction. 
um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do it from the grassroots level, uh, the local level, and trying to get everybody together. Because if you factor in, if, if everybody gets together and uh, renounces their statuses, um, guess what happens? Think about it this way. If everybody stopped uh, paying federal taxes, obviously everybody's running around saying abolish the IRS. Guess what happens? It's, the system collapses because in that because if you're not paying those if you're not paying for the little games, then what if they can't then there's no money. There's no money anyway. I mean, everything that you're seeing that we've seen dating all the way back to the Rothschilds, this is this history just keeps repeating itself every day. And if you don't change it, we're just going to keep seeing the same process. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to garner um, people on the state local level because it worked in 2020 as we've been as we've seen in Arizona, but nobody reports on it for a reason because we're doing it the right way. If you do it the right way and you're constitutionalist and people with like-minded heads and not people that aren't just listening to somebody because they believe, you know, that's the thing. I'm not listening to Trump. I'm not listening to Lindell. They're in North Carolina right now doing another rah-rah rally session. But if, if, like, if strong like-minded people are going behind the scenes and getting good people to get on board with something that's actually going to change and people can actually live their lives without the, the de facto and all these idiots getting in the way, then they're not going to listen. They just want to keep pandering and grifting. It's all it is. And that's what I want to do is I want to get, I want to garner good grassroots activists. And, and then you've got David Strait's process. He has a, a YouTube channel. Um, he, he has a great Utah seminar. Um, and earlier today, you were mentioning with the whole marriage thing. Um, there's, there's a lot to know. It's and a lot of things. And it's something that obviously I, it, I, it would take like months to be able to cover. Um, yes, I'm just getting right. to the basics of it because it's a lot. Thing, the one thing we brought from the space we're going to talk about um, p- policing, right? And uh, policy policing and all that good stuff on here. Um, also, the other thing we're going to discuss too is we had discussed. Uh, I was talking to y'all briefly on a write-in option and how to get that going. And um, to ourselves, we self-audit um, votes. Um, so I know you really get into that, but Jet had another question. Um, go ahead, Jet, and then we can get into those other two pieces too, Luke, and then uh, and how we can do that in Texas and how. It's successful in Arizona, but how can we make it successful in Texas? But go ahead, Jet. Yeah, I, real quick. Um, I apologize. Get back on. I know you have other topics, but uh, as far as when Luke, when you say if everybody would stop paying federal tax, now I understand your uh, your game plan in that, and I'm not knocking you. I promise you, I'm not. I just have a uh, I, I kind of question for you like in the sense of you know the federal reserve and the irs they they allow their agents to carry guns and to come to your house and put you in jail i mean i understand that everybody wants to you know fight the system but as far as like i don't know if not every i don't think everybody is willing to do that and i'm not saying that like as far as a knock of people who are because i'm i'm one who's who is willing but the thing about it is if we can get more descriptive of and and i i would say like uh 
put people's faces out there. There are political prisoners right now, still suffering right now. Like um, I know it might be somewhat, you know, uh, opinionated view, but or opinionated like thing to bring up, but the rise of the Moors, they had a incident to where uh, their, you know, their whole organization was thrown in, in bond bars over, over an incident where they were just basically going out to train at their own facility. Now, whether if you want to get into the details, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to fight anybody on that. And I'm not here to promote what they believe in on regards of uh, where they come from and their beliefs. But I do promote them being, uh, you know, constitutionalists and standing up for their rights and believing that they have the free will to go out and abide and do what they want to do, train how they want to train and be who they want to be basically. And they do have lines or, or beliefs that fall under the lines of, uh, you know, ch- ch- uh, status correction and everything. But I just wanted to know if you believe that everybody is on the same page or, or is willing, you know, for the, for the fight. And, and maybe you can give me a, a, like a actual live example of a friend of yours that, that, you know, that has been through something when they go into fighting the system like this, just want to know. Um, so my buddy, um, was actually pulled over. I think I mentioned this in the last segment. Um, have the mic icon on me. I don't know what that even meant. Can you hear me? Donnie, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. I can. Okay. I don't know what happened. It just gave me a thing. But anyway, um, so my buddy Matthew was pulled over um, in Sedona um, for a fictitious plate, quote unquote. Um, and he's, he's been a target because, you know, because uh, we've done a lot of uh, conservative activism over the time in Arizona. Um, and, you know, of course, they tried to, um, they took his gun from him and all that. And they just kept wrapping up all these bullshit charges because that's what they do. When, uh, you're, when they know that you're after them, they're going to use every tactic they can. Yeah. To, uh, exactly. So when he, because he's very smart, and, he, you know, you have to play chess with these assholes, obviously, as we know, um, because he knew his rights. He was actually able to go into the courtroom. Didn't need a lawyer, by the way. I um, mean, he was actually able to uh, convince the judge um, that the co- uh, the police officers uh, that apprehended him were in the wrong. And when he mentioned to the, uh, the, the police or to the judge, can we talk about my gun? Because they took my gun from me. And... When the judge asked the prosecutor if the gun was evidentiary, the prosecutor said no. And the judge is like, wait, can we? Can I ask you that one more time? And this, then the prosecutor is under oath. And was the gun evidentiary? And the prosecutor said no. The judge instantly said, I'm dropping the charges against Matthew. You guys have 24 hours to give Matthew his gun back or the two officers, or all the other uh, officers involved will be going to jail. So that's, that's how you do it. When you know your rights, and, you, and when they know you're not going to comply with them, they, uh, chances are they're not going to try to mess with you again. And the, um, when, you're, when you're dealing with the system, yeah, you're risking yourself. Um, you're putting your life on the line. Um, there's a lot you're putting on the line. Um, yeah. It's not easy. Um, 
I've had to do it a few times. Um, and I've had to get myself out of situations myself. Um, and I've had to help other friends of mine down in Phoenix get out of situations uh, with bullshit charges and arrests. Um, we had a girl um, up in Flagstaff um, that was being interrogated by an officer. But the problem is if you hire de facto attorneys, there's really nothing that we can do because we're you're dealing with that jurisdictional um, issue. Um, now, if she's by herself and she needs help. That's one thing because she's by herself and she's like, hey, I need to jump over to uh, the national side and get their help. Then we can get involved. But when she's dealing with the facto lawyers, that's your that's jurisdictional bylaws that we cannot pass. So that's the problem. And so you also have to know when or when or you have to know when and uh, not know when to get in situations. Um, that's just how it is. So. It's um it's very tricky. Um, you just have as long as you know the basics of things, um, you can re-educate yourself. Um, the rest of it will be easy. Well, um, as you get uh, as you move along with it. Um, again, there's a lot to know. I'm still I'm still digging into it too. Um, there's a lot. Um, they stole our true history from us. Um, 250 years ago on. Um, and now we're to the point where we have to literally re-educate ourselves and we actually have to start digging into the true history um, and understand how to live our lives without tyran- uh, tyrannical uh, systems getting in the way. Um, and this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. Um, and I think a lot of people, I think uh, we underestimate um, people that um, agree with what we're doing. Um, I think people want to know, people want to get involved, um, but you need leadership. You need people that are willing to say, fuck it and take the system head on. But you can't do that until you have the paperwork, you have to have everything organized to a science. And it's, and it's not easy stuff. Um, you have to organize people, you have to get uh, meetings together. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, One more qu- I think there's a lot more people than um, even, even I know that are... Um, that are sick of it and I mean, demanding change. Um, it just takes, you know, and again, as they say, right. Our founding fathers would say, obviously, um, there's more of us than there is of them. Um, when you look at, you know, the power of the people, it's in our hands. Um, it's just the willingness to, um, get together and hit them head on, but you can't do it right away. Um, it takes courage. It takes a lot. I have one more quick thing. Also, as when you mentioned the judge that threw out your uh, buddy's case, Matt's case. Um, also, in my research, when I find either various people who promote the stuff on YouTube or just my dealings of finding people, they've also have told me and I've I come to an understanding of like uh, you, I guess, if you start off and you're you're educating yourself and you do have mishaps and they keep on backdating the court date or whatnot and then you finally do get to a point where you you they can't fool you what it comes down to i've I've, uh, to my understanding is that that one final judge after you've seen a couple of judges or when i when i'm bringing the light is that there's this at, at a point in time there's a point where a judge decides uh, to, to favor in your, in your cause or in your direction. And, uh, because other judges have, I've seen cases where a gentleman has been through multiple judges, but then finally a judge had had a conversation with them 
the final time, and it, it would look like uh, the judge was playing games with him because he's trying to see if he knows the ins and outs of how to talk legalese and all that stuff. And then he finally comes to, like, he's just personally talking to him. He was like, man, I've wondered this myself, and I've had discussions. The judge is saying this to the to the defendant, and, you know, they have a conversation. And then that's when the judge favors in his side. Like, do you believe that it's to a point of uh, extensively showing your knowledge in, in the field with the officers and, and in the courtroom until a judge finally decides, look, stop messing with this person. Um, yeah. So if you're wondering, um, what is law? Um, because a lot of these de facto lawyers, all they're taught is case law, case law, case law, case law, right? So you're probably wondering what is law? Well, there's actually three pinpoints when it comes to the word law. So um, the land law is actually an acronym. It, call, it stands for uh, land, air, and water, right? Um, God gave me dominion over the land, air, and water. So land is common law. And this is the stuff that they don't want to teach you. And this is the stuff that even in law school, they don't teach these people. So land is common law. Common law is uh, property equity rights, right? So you have right over your, uh, your property. You have rights over the stuff you own, right? Um, and then you have heir, which is canon law, which is considered trust law. All things held in a trust. So anything that you hold in a trust, um, you have access to it. Um, they have no rights to it. It's your, it's your trust, which um, is be- gets back to the whole um, birth certificate, um, social security number thing. That's your trust, and they're holding it from you. That is your life. Uh, that is your God-given right they are trying to steal from you. And then you have water, um, admiralty law, contract law, which is um, there's eight kinds of elements to a contract. You have like kind versus like kind, right? So can a man make a contract with a man? Yes, absolutely. A man can make a contract with a man because it's like kind versus like kind. Now, can a man make a, uh, make a contract with a corporation? The answer is obviously no, because you're also dealing with like-kind vices, like-kind. Um, and then courts. Um, courts are, are also, they're considered seed bank courts, um, which gets back to the whole uh, law enforcement. Um, they're technically policy enforcers um, trying to bullshit you into something that you didn't agree to. Um, do, um, did you also know that you have up to 72 hours to detest a ticket or any um, thing or anything that violates contract law? You have 72 hours to detest it. And if they don't um, get back to you in 72 hours, it's no longer it's no longer it's, it's not here by null and void. Um, title 18, uh, sec, uh, uh, Title 18, Section 241, 242 um, specifically states deprive me of my rights under the color of law. They don't teach this stuff. Um, so there's uh, three types of law. You have superior law, which is the, the only kind of law. You have supreme law. You have corporate bylaws. So the laws that are being implemented um, on our soil is uh, corporate law, which would be considered corporate bylaws. So they're using um, their own system um, to uh, they're, they're running their own system is what they're doing. They're not using the system that um, 
they should be using, which is um, they're only using one type of system. So the system that's being um, that's been implemented for all these years, it doesn't exist. It's a fictitious system, and, we, and um, you have to, and it takes way it takes more than me obviously to be able to um, go into depth and explain this further. Um, and that's why I um, recommend talk uh, listen to David Strait. He goes he goes into depth on this. Um, there's a lot that goes into this, and you have to educate yourself and um, get um, information and questions from other people. Because, like I was saying before, I'm still reading on this stuff, and it's huge. I mean, it's almost as if uh, in, when we were in school, did we learn anything in school um, that is relevant? Like, you ask yourself, all these schools, right? What are we? Are we really using anything that we use in school? Obviously, no. And if we are, we may be using one portion of it. There's a reason for that. Um, we've been brainwashed, unfortunately. But now what we have to do right. is we have to now uh, go back and we have to retrain ourselves and we, we have to um, go back to the way things were. And it's hard because now we have to retrain our brains into the original system and get ourselves out, out of the fictitious system that we've been lied to we've been lied to is what we've been and we have to dig back into the system our founding fathers told us to do superior law um the law of the land and we have to dig back and it's going to take a little bit of time and re-educate ourselves and it's not easy right and then the last thing i wanted you to uh, please touch on we had discussed um talking about using write-in voting um since how the primaries went in texas and then how we can audit ourselves. You said you have um, knowledge on that you wouldn't speak on. And we do have a hard cutoff at 6.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. We do have another show at 7.30. We'll make sure we're on time for that. So uh, we, can you touch on that? And if you guys want to speak, um, please go ahead. But if none of you are up here by um, 6.30, I'm going to end it then. But Luke, can you uh, expand on what you're talking about that in, our, in the last thing we were talking about earlier? All right. So uh, you mentioned the write-in, right? Well, going back to your um, that thing that you posted earlier, right? You have 42% of independents, I think it was, right? So basically, um, if everybody, if all those 42% of people all wrote in, let's say, for instance, right, 42% of the voters in this state um, wrote in Chad Prather. What that's going to do is you're actually um, you're actually writing a contract, and you're telling um, you're telling Trump, you're telling the establishment that we're not getting behind this candidate that you're getting uh, that you're trying to endorse. So you're already at that point. Um, you're already at that point making your voice heard. You have to get all those people, all the independents, to write in that candidate that is going to represent you, the people. Um, and in order to, again, you have to, you have to get everybody at the state Capitol. Um, I know this is a huge freaking state. So I know it takes X amount of time to get from one, wherever you are, whether it be Dallas, Houston, wherever to get from there to Austin. So that's where you have to start. You have to start at the state Capitol and you have to have power in numbers and you have to get grassroots um, uh, activists together. You have to assemble, and you have to let the people know we're not getting behind these candidates. They don't represent us. 
and you just have to keep putting pressure, keep putting pressure, apply pressure, and you have to hold them accountable for what they've done. Um, I know Abbott's made a lot of mistakes, and you have to start calling them out. And then once you start to do that, then once you have the power in numbers, then you start taking it into the Capitol building like we did, like we've done in Arizona, and you tell these people, we're not doing this anymore. We're taking this thing back. And there's nothing they can do. Uh, we were when we were at the at the Capitol building, they didn't do anything. The, uh, is the Capitol in Phoenix, just like here, it's open to the public. So let's say um, we were down there at like 1230 or one o'clock. We can actually go in there and cause a disruption. And there's not a damn thing they can do. All they can do is just stand there and accept what we're doing. They can't arrest us. They can't interrogate us. Nothing. But you have to get a lot of people in there and you have to tell them you have to get in people that are touring in there. Let them know, too. You get on a megaphone and you start calling out these these uh, legislatures and you start telling them, where are they? You start calling out these security people. Tell them, get the fucking tell them, get tell them to get out here. Where are they? Tell them to get off their asses and tell them to get down here. We, the people, are coming back and we're telling them, hey, you're going to do this and we're going to or. We're either one going to pull your surety bond, or we're and or we're going to uh, vote you out of office. There's a lot of there's a process in doing that. You have to be aggressive, 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 and that's how you do it. You have to start it at the state capitol. That's the way you have to do it because that's how we did in Arizona, and it's just flood across the state. We made we were out, we've been all I've I've had cameras in front of me, Daniel, all of us. We've been interviewed by so many people. And that's how you have to do it. And that's how you make your voices heard. You have to do it at the state capitol. And you have to definitely. hold these assholes accountable. Definitely, definitely for that. But when it comes to the write-in part, though, because Texas already had the primaries. So when it comes, and... so when it comes to the write-in part, um, when it comes to the write-in part, that's, that's where you need the strong voices. Um, you need the people to agree on someone, like you were saying. All right, so let's say we go through the amount of, uh, the list of people that are independents in the state. I don't know. It could be 30. It could be 40. I don't know. Um, but that, but what you were saying was that was a national average. Now, if you're looking at a state, the, the, whatever the state is as far as independent, um, use that platform and get everybody together and say, okay, we, this, is the con- this is the person we want to vote for. And you do it from um, – and you, and you uh, get a meeting together. You get at the state capitol. And you all get together as one and be like, all right, this is the person that we're going to write in. So you have to have, basically, you have to have organization. And that's where you have to have that those that grassroots activism um, in place. You, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't have to just be at the state capitol. Uh, you can, you can uh, create a, um, a meeting place or um, whatever. That's what we did in Arizona. And what you do is, is you get everybody together like, all right. Let's say we all want to write in Chad Prather. You get all the independents, every one of them. And you say, this is why we need to write this person in. And what you're doing is, is you're, uh, is basically you're, you're growing. And basically you're, uh, you're telling them like, Hey, there's 35% of us, 40% of us, whatever there is in Texas. And basically that's putting pressure on the Republican party. And you're telling them, this is the person we want. We don't want the Republican pick. It's clear. And you have to get every single independent voter, though, to get to get behind it. That's how you well, do it. 
Well, yeah, that's a part of it, but there's a, a large uh, qualified voting base who don't are registered to vote at all as well. And so you have to tap into that as well. People, uh, honestly, a lot of people don't like the Democrat or Republican Party. They need someone they can believe in. And I feel like that's when how Trump has such a, this big turnout have come out because they got, they found someone they could believe in. But um, people don't have anyone they can really truly believe in um, on either side of the spectrum at all. And so for me, like when I'm discussing and talking about doing the writing thing, um, real quick rundown idea on what I want, what I want to do. Already have someone in mind. Um, so we can have this person written in. They had to have the 5,000 votes to qualify to be the written in candidate in Texas. And then also, um, the idea is to have them sign up a, a declaration of independence in a sense as well. They're, they're doing this as a commitment to our duty um, by what the Declaration of Independence gives us to defend our rights. And it's our duty to do so. So that's also holding them accountable to make sure they go and vote that day. And also to show proof that you vote for that person that day. So we can have our own personal audits instead of having to depend on Texas, which they still haven't done, um, to audit the vote. So when we, if we don't get the numbers, that's fine. It's not fine, but it's also fine. We still win. Because we know they're going to push a different number out there that it was actually out there. So we actually have our own audit where we show these people did vote for this person right now. We have all the information, evidence they did. So when they jump out, like at 12,000 people just voted for this person, we have 100,000. They had to answer to that. That's hard evidence and proof. So that's kind of like what we're thinking about with the write-in thing because the primary, um, like I said, they never fixed the voting problem here in Texas. And there has been evidence out here that there's voting issues, heavy voting issues. And the fact that we have million, over a million people crossing our border. And um, so uh, we have a hard cutoff coming up. I wanted to go ahead and let Robert go. And then after Robert goes and uh, Luke and I close out, we're going to shut it down from there. And I'll see y'all back again at 730. Um, the next episode that we're going to be talking about at 730 is... It's very interesting, actually. Let me get to my exact name of all that. One second. The next one is, um, is, is it time for a revolution with Michael Nickens Jr.? Um, so he has very interesting takes as well. Um, it's going to be a very different conversation than we're having right now. But the part where I was talking about the writing book may come up again there. Um, but real quick, flamethrower, uh, please go ahead. If you're speaking, Robert, I cannot hear you. Okay. I cannot hear you at all. Your mic is muted for some reason. Um, oh, you you want me to talk or was somebody else? It was supposed to be Robert. He's in the caller section. and His mic was unmuted, but I heard nothing. Now he's muted again. But uh, since his mic isn't working, let's go ahead and just uh, close it out. So okay. everyone can have a little break um, in between um, the next show. Um, but do you want to have any closing statements, uh, Any uh, anything you want to add? Because I know, like, when we're looking at different people, I know you're not going for Trump. <laughs> I don't think you have mentioned that yet, but you're not going for uh, Trump. Um, but there's a few reasons why. Could you actually close out most reasons why? So people can understand that because sometimes when people say these things, people troll you and they'll get mad at you and block you and argue with you because a lot of them have start, people have started worshiping him. I guess I do believe the election was going for him, but um, I'm just looking at what happened 
when it was stolen. I'm looking at what was the precautions and who was going to, they were going to attempt to, what did we do before that? I'm looking at what happened on January 6th. And I'm looking at, well, I don't think this is a person that's going to be, able to be the person next time. Well, is he good for the time he was there? For the most part. But moving forward, I don't think so. So what are, you, what are your closing thoughts on that? So um, the list of reasons I'm not voting for Trump, I don't support him anymore. The list just goes on. Um, again, he continues to usher in bad endorsements. Um, he continues to usher in medical tyranny. He keeps pushing the sauce. Um, he actually expanded on DACA, but two, by the way, he never ended it. Um, obviously, he enacted the lockdowns. Um, he was trying. He tried to be. He uh, remember he was also supposed to be. He was supposed to be the candidate that was supposed to be hard on China, right? Well, he enacted the lockdowns. Um, instead of terminating our diplomacy and relationship with them, what did he do? He shut down the country. So he proved that he couldn't step up to China. Um, no, no accountability on Fauci. Um, remember, lock her up, Hillary Clinton. Well, nothing happened to Hillary Clinton, obviously. She's still running around killing people, obviously, because that's what she does every day. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, he signed more gun laws than Obama did with Fix Nix, that 2017. Um, it's it's insane. Um, and then the things that he's allowing to occur in Arizona is beyond sickening. Um, the whole thing. Um, it's just the smoke and mirrors, the grift, you know, his rah-rah rally sessions. He hasn't spent, he's, Arizona was one of the, the most important states in the country, if not the most important state because of the situation it was in. And he blatantly ignored it. He went down to Yuma once for a rally to Prescott and Phoenix. For the most part, between 2018 and 2020, he spent a bulk of his time in uh, Florida, Georgia. He, actually, he was actually here more than he was in Arizona, actually. Um, he blatantly ignores constitutionalists. Um, he continues to do the same thing he complains about. Um, it, it's like, it, it's, it's, he's not coming to save us guys. I mean, it is what it is. Um, people have to stop with, uh, with the whole fact that Trump's coming back. Um, the audit, it was not, it was nothing but a, it was nothing but a scam. Okay, guys, I was there there. It was nothing but a, it's nothing but a, it's a money-making machine. They're using it against the Democrats in this election. Whether if it works or not, honestly, it doesn't matter until they until the states themselves get some type of voter integrity push. It ain't gonna make a difference, okay? Um, in Arizona, Trump never um, even mentioned to call Daniel or even try to say, "Hey, what can I do to help push your voter integrity bill?" There was no phone call. There was nothing. He keeps doing whatever uh, Kelly Ward tells him to do, which if you're wondering about election integrity, um, Kelly Ward actually signed off on the Dominion machines, by the way. Interesting fact. Um, it, it's all it's the Trump stuff's over, guys. I mean, yeah, you got all these people in North Carolina think they're all, people are trying to hold on to that little last false hope they think they have. It's done. Um, you know, like we're like we've been saying, you're either a constitutionalist or you're a traitor. There's no in between. Um, you got to get behind, like Donnie was saying, um, behind great um, independence, constitutionalists, if have you. Um, but you also have to, have, you basically have to um, pump them up the same way. Events, rallies, stuff like that. Um, and then maybe steal some of those votes from the outsiders that probably don't know. They might, they might not know if they're Republican or Democrat or independent. I actually have some friends that are like that. 
that don't that don't know they don't give a shit about politics because they know it's a bunch of bullshit anyway. Um, then you can kind of lure those people in, and that's why it's important. Um, go down to the border um, and start, um, you know, doing grassroots activism with that candidate, that independent um, that wants to address these issues. Get that name out there. Um, that's important. Re- name recognition is important. Um, you, we can't. You can't just do it behind closed doors. Um, you got to hit the ground running. Be aggressive. It's the same type of principle that they would do, but we're doing it as far as we're picking somebody that um, isn't going to do what these elite uh, these elite douchebags are going to do. This person is going to. Uh, he's. They're going to run the state on the state constitution. Uh, you have two constitutions. You have the state constitution, federal constitution. Um, you need somebody that is going to uphold the law, the law of the land, not the, not the de facto stuff. Um, that's what it takes. Um, rallies, holding events, doesn't matter where it is. Um, if, to, if you have to take the drive, if, they, if you have to take that three-hour drive um, to get what you need to be, do it. Um, I did it in Arizona. And we've done it in Arizona, and it worked. Um, working every single day, um, the Patriot Party, um, the American State Nationals over there, the Arizona State Assembly, every everything that they're doing is working. Um, and that's why you're seeing you're seeing uh, the number of Republican voters in Arizona continue to drop because a lot of people have left the Republican Party because people are starting to wake up and they're realizing that Karen Fan, Kelly Ward. Do see all these? Uh, they're all full of crap. Um, but you need a you need great leadership. You need consistency. Um, you need people that are going to do what they say they're going to do. They're not going to do what you want them to do. That's the problem. Um, that's big. That's the problem with Trump. Is he's he's telling people what they want to hear. Then the last four years, um, I'll give him two things though. I'll give him the Keystone Pipeline, and I'll give him the no wars. I'll give him those two things because that's on paper, right? He got he got rid of the ISIS, um, the Keystone Pipeline. Gas was down to what, a dollar ninety five ish or a gallon or so nationwide. And then this idiot comes in and well, you know, he got buying stickers all over the place. I think that's hilarious. Um, but I'll give him those two things. And again, if somebody's doing something, if, if they're doing, if somebody's doing the right thing and they make a really good call, help me. Like, all right, cool. You did the right thing. You did something. You get. You said you're going to do. But as far as everything else, as far as the border, um. Uh, everything else, uh, uh, holding China accountable. He didn't really do any of that. Um, and that's why we're, you know, that's why um, people are still stuck. Um, you know, he allowed all this stuff to happen. Um, it is what it is. So, um, and um, with that end note, um, just rally, um, pick somebody that you think is going to be good and just start hosting events, start meet, start taking, uh, and act, um, also, um, Find somewhere in the middle where you can meet. I know this is a big state, um, but that's also what we did in Arizona. That's why we picked Time Out Bar and Grill in Mesa, uh, Mesa because it's it's convenient. It's kind of, you know, you got Tap B, you got Gilbert, you got Chandler. It kind of works for everybody. So kind of meet a halfway point um, and just pick a place where that would be kind of like your um, your hub. And that's where you go where as far as like, hey, this is uh, as far as focusing on the agenda um, and saying, hey, this is what we want to focus on this week. Um, this is where we want to go. And this is where we want to start hosting rallies. And start, you know, do that about once or twice a month. Um, and in due time, it'll um, start to hump. 
it's not gonna it's not gonna happen overnight. But once you start to develop a game plan and it's consistent, um, and you start to develop uh, that um, that plan and everything, it'll hum. Um, it'll it takes time, but eventually it's gonna work. Well, I appreciate you for hopping in and dropping your your gems and your advice with us tonight on a uh, Saturday evening. I appreciate you. Um, I will say this: when when we look to make changes, we like you said, you have to know your rights. Read the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence. Know your state constitution. When you go back and read it, not read it like you're going to try to pass a test. Read it with intentions. Read it as if your life depended on it, and you'll have a different understanding. You'll have a different passion, especially when you're out there trying to talk to people. It's pretty awesome that you know that you guys are here on a Saturday evening. We're having these discussions. Some new faces I don't recognize. I haven't seen before. They're in here. Welcome. I appreciate you guys for coming. This community. I appreciate you guys. Robert, Ice Judge, Wanderer, Joe, Jet, Iman, Jeremiah, Blondie, James, and I can't see the other folks that are in here. But uh, I but I appreciate you guys for the time. We'll be back in less than an hour. Um, you guys, God bless you. We're going to close out in our anthem. Talk to you later. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism it is their right it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security you're tuning into the constitutionalist with donnie the dog don't be political property be free